0: Will set you free. Headline
1: Edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. We
0: say we're too fast to get an airplane. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where we bring a disclosure, one guest at a time. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. First, I want to welcome and thank our new Veritas members. You are keeping Veritas alive. Tonight's episode has to be one of the most fascinating shows I have ever done, the discovery of life on Mars, teleportation, time travel, and more. Andrew Bashago is our special guest and will be with us shortly. And if you're listening to this show prior to Friday, October the 9th at 9 p.m. Pacific time, head on over to our website, veritasshow.com, and click on the chat link where we are having a live voice chat with Andrew Bashago. Here's your opportunity to ask questions and participate in a two-hour live show with Andy and I. Don't let this opportunity slip by. Friday, October the 9th, from 9 to 11 p.m. Pacific Time. We have a terrific lineup of guests coming. Next week, Dr. Leonard Horowitz and investigative journalist Sherry Kane behind the swine flu pandemic. Although this show is a two-hour show, Tonight's interview is three hours long, which seems to be the case with a lot of our past shows. As usual, if the topic warrants it and the guest agrees, we go into overtime. So to listen to the entire show, head on over to our website and click on subscribe and you will be able to download this and all our past shows and take them with you wherever you go. Have access to the Manticore forum and our member guest chats. All of this is for $15.95 for a three month period, which equals to $5.32 per month, or 37 cents per show, when you add all our 43 shows to date. Also, thanks to your membership, I was able to purchase a new video camera that I will be taking with me to the upcoming C-SETI event in Rio Rico, Arizona. Countdown to Transformation, a special conference under the stars to celebrate and make E.T. contact October 24th through the 26th with Dr. Stephen Greer, Colin Andrews, Dr. Ted Loader, and other great speakers. I will be filming at night and we share the footage with you along with my first video interview with Colin Andrews. And who knows, this could be my very first UFO sighting. For more information, go to our website and click on the contact countdown link. I hope to meet some of you there. If you need to get in touch with me, click on the contact link of our website or simply write to mel, that's M-E-L at VeritasShow.com I really enjoy your feedback, comments, and questions. And here's a reminder to those of you who are 100% qualified to transcribe shows. Visit the free subscription link of our website. You will receive a three-month subscription which will give you access to all our past shows, all the benefits. Also, if you have any ideas that could turn into value for Veritas, feel free to submit them as well, and we'll evaluate them individually. And now, for the most relevant news of the day. Just imagine, a spaceship plunges out of the night sky, hits the ground, and explodes. A plume of debris billows back into the heavens, leading your eye to a second ship in hot pursuit. Four minutes later, that one hits the ground too. It's raining spaceships. Put on your hard hat and get ready for action. Because on Friday, October the 9th, what you just imagine is really going to happen. And you can have a front row seat. The impact site is crater Cabius, near the moon's south pole. NASA is guiding the Lunar Crater Observation and Sensing Satellite, Lacrosse for short, and its center booster rocket into the crater's floor for a spectacular double impact designed to unearth signs of lunar water. The actual impacts commands at 4:30 a.m. Pacific daylight time. The central rocket will strike first, transforming 2200 kilograms of mass and 10 billion joules of kinetic energy into a blinding flash of heat and light. Researchers expect the impact to throw up a plume of debris as high as 10 kilometers. Close behind, the Lacrosse mothership will photograph the collision for NASA TV and then fly right through the debris plume. Onboard spectrometers will analyze the sunlit plume for signs of water, water fragment salts, clays, hydrated minerals, and assorted organic molecules. Quote, if there's water there or anything else interesting, we'll find it, unquote, says Tony Colapritti of NASA Ames, the mission's principal investigator. Next comes the mothership's own plunge. Four minutes after the center lands, the 700 kilograms Lacrosse satellite will strike nearby, sending another smaller debris plume over the rim of Cabeus. The Hubble Space Telescope the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, and hundreds of telescopes great and small on Earth will scrutinize the two plumes, looking for signs of water and the unexpected. The Pacific Ocean and western parts of North America are favored with darkness and a good view of the moon at the time of impact. Hawaii is the best place to be, with Pacific Coast states of the USA a close second. Any place west of the Mississippi River, however, is a potential observing site. Now, I know what you're thinking. This will sound so nice. But if you're a taxpayer or a citizen of the world, aren't you concerned? 1. The Indian lunar mission Chandrayaan-1 already made that discovery. NASA, please pay attention. We already know there is water on the moon. Abort the mission. 2. The Obama administration has already made overtures to scrap future lunar missions while the recession continues. Why, Bob? 3. It has already been proven that the moon is hollow and it rings like a bell. Do we even know the possible consequences of this bombing? 4. What if the moon is inhabited by an observing and more advanced civilization? Could this be the tripwire event that will cause the alien wars Cliff High mentioned during our last show? And five, will the bombing even take place or be allowed? I don't know the answers. You are either a Veritas member who is listening to this prior to the moon bombing or after. We'll discuss this during Friday's chat with Andrew Bashago. By then, we will know the outcome. And now, get ready to experience Project Pegasus by one of its members. This is probably one of the most important stories you will ever hear. The discovery of life on Mars, teleportation, time travel, and much more. According to our guest, what you are about to hear is not science fiction. Andrew Bashago is coming up next. If you want to believe, stop this audio now. If you want to know, don't go anywhere. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to The Veritas Show.
1: This is Bob Dean, and you've been listening to The Veritas Show.
0: Andrew D. Bashago is an American trial lawyer, writer, and environmental scholar. Andy was one of the whiz kids who served from 1969 to 1972 in DARPA's time-space exploration program, Project Pegasus. A past member of MENSA, the High IQ Society, he holds five degrees, including a bachelor's in history, from the University of California, Los Angeles and a Master of Philosophy from the University of Cambridge. While an undergraduate at UCLA, Andy became a journalist and a protege of editor Norman Cousins of the Saturday Review, who once compared him to Robert Hutchins, and nominated him to be the editor of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. He was inspired by a meeting with architect Buckminster Fuller in 1981 to pursue a career in environmental policy. After their meeting, Fuller wrote, quote, "Andrew Bashago's integrity augurs well for humanity's continuance in the universe." Unquote. Andy founded the Mars Anomaly Research Society, MARS, in 2008 after discovering abundant evidence of life in a photograph of the red planet beamed back to Earth by NASA's Mars Exploration Rover, Spirit. His discovery of life on Mars might be an epochal event in human history. His crusade to evaluate and prove his findings and bring them to public light has been called heroic. About his discovery, Andy stated, quote, NASA and JPL photograph PIA 10214 is going to spark a second Copernican revolution on our planet, and it was my cosmic privilege to discover that it contained evidence of life on Mars. Society will be transformed, I think for the better, by the revelation of the fact that we are not alone in the universe, indeed, that we are not even alone in our own solar system, unquote. And directly from Vancouver, Washington, our special guest, Andrew D. Basago. Hello, Andrew, and welcome to the Veritas Show. How are you?
1: Good, Mel. Good to be with you today.
0: And may I call you Andy?
1: Sure. I, I prefer that. Please do.
0: Well... Let me just start by saying this. Earlier this year, I was listening to Alfred Weber's ExoPolitics radio show, and I was listening to this show in particular, and I heard you for the first time. And I told this to Alfred uh, the moment I heard it, and when I brought him to the show, I told him that my jaw still on the floor, because I I could not believe. My conventional wisdom said this, this, is, this can be true, but... Having somebody like you with so many degrees and, and the eloquence in which you you recount the, the, the facts, I had to have you on the show. So I'm so glad that you're here today. I've heard some of your presentations, and I hope that within the next two hours, we can relay and convey this information to the world because it is so important. So what I like to do is divide the show into two parts. First, we're going to talk about the hidden history of... Of the discovery of life on Mars, and then on the second hour, we're going to get to the nitty gritty. But why don't I let you start, just to introduce introduce yourself first?
1: Thank you, Mel. Um, it's a pleasure to be on with you. Um, I'm uh, a lawyer here in Washington State, and I, I grew up in in New Jersey, having been born there in 1961, and. Um, in our earliest childhood, I was brought into classified defense related research and development activities uh, under what was then ARPA, the uh, Advanced Research Projects Agency, which would become DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects, Projects Agency. That's the agency that brought us the Internet. Right. But in fact, 40 years ago, they were already developing technologies far more sophisticated than they've publicized. In fact, by 1967 68, The U.S. government secretly under DARPA, and this is the significance really of of, of my my story, of my account, had achieved what I'm calling quantum access. Now, quantum access spans everything from using very gifted psychics to see things at a distance in space in real time, all the way to physical time travel of human beings to to, to past and future events. And... I was one of the the child participants in Project Pegasus, which was the project undertaken under the aegis of DARPA in the late 1960s and early 1970s, in which quantum access was achieved. Essentially, what I'm sharing is an insider's account of the hidden history of the real Philadelphia experiment, the the actual time-space exploration program under the Department of Defense for which the later uh, cover stories about time travel were scripted. And so um, uh, I was brought into those activities at a very young age, and my research recently has really followed two tracks. On the natural history track, I am studying photographs of NASA and the ESA, and I've essentially proven that Mars is an inhabited planet. In fact, back in 2008, Um, I published a paper entitled The Discovery of Life on Mars, and I showed that. And I've published about 40 40 or 50 research papers since then, short monographs establishing um, that finding. Now, it's related to my my activities as a child in, in Project Pegasus because that may very well have formed the reason that I was brought into Pegasus as a child because we've now established seven data points in my childhood and young adulthood in which my future discovery of life on Mars uh, I was apprised of that by the government as a result of it having prior knowledge of that discovery and so I've been trying to relate those two research tracks one in the realm of natural history demonstrating based on photographic evidence that Mars is an inhabited planet uh, which in itself is a significant development that I think is going to be very impacting in, in in the 21st century but also I'm trying to relate that discovery to my experiences in Project Pegasus as one of America's early time-space explorers. I was the first American child to teleport. And it was in that context that my destiny as somebody principally associated with the discovery of life on Mars was revealed to me. So um, in the first hour, I thought we might explore the incidents in my childhood in which the later Mars finding were revealed to me. And, And this will give a kind of a view a set of vignettes that were about how the people associated with Pegasus were dealing with information they knew uh, from the future. And they knew that information from, as I said, everything from using advanced psychics to um, they had developed devices that were modeling holograms of past and future events by 1970. And by 1971-72, they were sending people to the past and and future via uh, teleportation devices. And, um, I was involved in those, those activities myself directly. Um, and so that, that is, that track is sort of more from the realm of deep politics, where as a whistleblower, I'm revealing what Project Pegasus achieved because, you know, in the 21st century, we're going to have to address the crisis of environment and development that we find ourselves in. And I think teleportation, um, you know, adopting teleportation globally is going to be one of the key things that we're going to do to, to, uh, to save our planetary civilization. So, um, Absolutely. Those are those are the two tracks that I find myself on right now. Thank you for listening. To
2: unlock the full 2-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com.